0: You are listening to Ideas and Leaders Podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Jessica Prosini. She's founder and leader of Escape from Emotional Eating. It is a method based on research and on transformational coaching. And I would love to discuss the topic of how can we be healthy and business? How can we take care about our health? Hi, Jessica. It's great to have you on Ideas and Leaders.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so
0: excited to be here. So Jessica, let's start by by telling our listeners your story. So how did you start with Escape from Emotional Eating? What is the the
1: background of, of this movement? Yes. So Escape from Emotional Eating really started with a bowl of granola. Well, I should say not just a bowl, an entire bag. And I used to have this thing with granola. Um, a seemingly healthy food, but when I was stressed, anxious, scared, overwhelmed, bored, I could find myself going through an entire bag of granola just in a matter of seconds. And it wasn't until I woke up from what felt like a food trance, wondering, like, where am I and who ate all my food that I really came to realize like what had happened. And the truth is that this wasn't just happening with healthy food like granola. Um, It was happening really with any kind of food. It was more about when I was stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, which as an entrepreneur, that happens a lot. So over time, I kind of plunged myself into like a healthy eating journey, like many people. But I found myself eventually going back to nutrition school as a way to kind of figure out like, well, what's my issue? Why can't I just have one bowl or one bite? And I ended up binge eating my way through nutrition school. So that really didn't solve my issues um so i decided to start teaching fitness classes full time because the old eat healthy work out more i thought that would be the solution to my issues and turns out exercising as a full time job not only is it not sustainable but it will exacerbate stress eating which it did for me. And during that time, I was also going through many, many years of therapy that never touched my emotional eating. So all of that kind of compiled to this real pivotal moment of really taking my issues with food seriously and really diving in headfirst to exploring what was going on, what is this about, and ultimately trying to find my way towards peace and freedom with food. I did not fit into typical stereotypes. So I didn't have hundreds of pounds to lose. I didn't consider myself a food addict. Um, And I also knew that my issues weren't as severe as an eating disorder. Like, so I was kind of in this middle ground, this gray area in my relationship with food all while being a high achiever and someone who really strives for excellence and all that I do. And it kind of left me wondering, like, well, what about me? Like, where's the support for people like me who are in this middle ground who don't have a healthy relationship with food, but don't have something as severe as an eating disorder. And uh, putting one foot in front of the other, I discovered that I was, in fact, an emotional eater. And that means I was using food to cope and soothe and attempt to escape my stress. And that there was a way. There was a way out, a way for peace and change. And when I really got to the other side of my relationship with food and really saw that peace and freedom and alignment with food is actually possible, I knew I wasn't alone because people started coming out of the woodwork being like, what are you doing? You look so happy. You look so healthy. What's changing? And I just started telling them about what I was doing and my relationship with food. And that's really how uh, Escape from Emotional Eating got started. Um, it's just people wanting to know more and sharing more of my story and then being like, hey, I struggle with that too. I do that too. And fast forward 12 years later, here we are <laughs> on this podcast. And I have been free from emotional eating for many, many years. And it really is like, a heart-filling mission to help other people do the same. No, oh, I think it's a great story. And and I think that also
0: many listeners and me, myself included, Uh, found themselves in your story as well. So our podcast is speaking about leadership. We often speak about some issues, uh, business related. And uh, basically, I think that many people who are listening to us, they are high achievers and they are thinking about their goals, their KPIs, more than about themselves and their their own well-being, although we try to speak more about our well-being, our health, our mental health, then still I feel that this topic of how to achieve success, how to achieve more, they are more kind of tempting and more attractive to people because we are living we tend to leave our ourselves to the end when I achieve success, when I will be. You know, rich and famous. And when I'll be millionaire, I will, you know, hire a personal coach and take care of it. But we, we have to start with ourselves. Um, so I think that this emotional eating and in relationship with food in general, it is an issue for, for many high achievers and for many business people. So how can we start? Where can we start to start? thinking about our relationship with food and looking for those patterns that we have.
1: Well, I love that you bring up KPIs and key performance indicators, um, because I believe that our health is a really important KPI, especially for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, even top executives, because if we're not healthy. And if we're not able to fully show up for whatever the day holds, then we're not really operating at top capacity. And therefore, the business isn't operating at top capacity. So I would even encourage people who are listening to even evaluate your health, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, how are these areas of you doing? And do you feel like they're thriving? Or do you feel like they're just surviving? And are you going through your day to day kind of yearning for that end of day food to take the edge off or that glass of wine to kind of numb out and relax? And also to really evaluate is this serving you? A lot of people who struggle with emotional eating, they'll say things like, well, I love food and it feels good in the moment I'm doing it, but then I feel horrible or my stomach, it gets really upset or my mouth gets chapped from eating too much salty popcorn or so there are negative consequences to emotional eating, even if, in the moment and in the immediate, it feels quote unquote good. It's not as good as it could be. And you're not operating at your fullest potential as you could be. Yeah, definitely.
0: So we need to start changing our mindset and we need to understand that our health and including our mental health and emotional health and physical health; those are our, our our business KPIs in a way, and we need to to take care of it. So, how how do we start looking for those patterns? Because I think that. Many people, they don't notice those patterns. So maybe, okay, I just have one glass of wine in the evening, or I just have two glasses of wine, or I just have popcorn, or I just have granola. And we kind of, we don't think that it is a big thing. So at which point we should start getting worried and what what should we get worried about?
1: Yeah. Well, I never want anyone to worry because that's not always mm-hmm. the most productive energy, but I understand what you're saying. Um, A lot of people, when it comes to food and um, health, they'll try to look at quantity and be like, oh, well, if you had two of this, it's okay. But if you had three or more, it's really an issue. And I really invite people to move beyond quantity and even move beyond the what of like, what are you eating and move beyond how much you are eating and really look at what is in integrity and what is not in integrity? Because I think we can all relate to having these times where we said, okay, I'm I'm only going to have one. And then we override that and we end up having anything but one um or we tell ourselves you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to drink tonight I'm going to give myself a night off and then we find ourselves overriding that and having a glass or 3 of wine what i'm concerned and what i invite people to really value more is The times where you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you do the opposite, particularly when it comes to your health, because there will be consequences and there will be reaction to that overriding. And particularly for someone who has been emotionally eating or overeating for years, this overriding isn't just happening like with one or two things it's happening every time they eat or it's happening when they get hungry, instead of stopping and getting something to eat, they just override it and keep on working until they're starving. And it creates this snowball. So This isn't as black and white as people would like it to be. And our relationship with food does come on a very wide and varied spectrum. So everybody's relationship with food is really unique. That's why I invite people to like really take an honest look at themselves And then even talk to an expert like myself, because this is what my like discovery sessions are for. And this is why I love talking to people so they can get that opinion of like, is this really an issue? Is it not? And, you know, really be at peace with whatever their situation is, and then even get help if it is in a place where it needs to be attended to. All that to say, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you already know that you have issues with food that need to change. So if you're wondering, wait, do I have issues? Is this really something I need to look at? if you're wondering those questions most likely the answer is yes
0: yes definitely if you're still listening to us then maybe there is something to look at yeah so i like the i like your questions uh, that we need to ask ourselves so we need to honestly think what does it make me feel good or is it valuable for me or is it in integrity with, with what i promised myself to do or Mm -hmm. not to do so yeah if we ask those questions and we understand that something is off and we want to change it ourselves or we want to work with an expert like yourself so what are usually some steps that we need to do to move from this emotional eating
1: so I think the first step is actually one that happens without people really realizing it is just coming to this point of acceptance of like, this is an issue and I want it to change. Before you reach that place in your life, there will be probably many times or many even years spent in denial, in discounting, in delaying, in promising yourself that you'll do better tomorrow or promising yourself next month, when things calm down. So I just really want to articulate that being in denial or delaying or discounting what you're going through is part of the process. But you do need to eventually come to this place of acceptance and that like, okay, this is an issue. And i it's time for this to change. And then that will put you in a more powerful place to explore resources, explore the help that is available escape from emotional eating or other resources out there. Because if you're trying to get help, but also really holding on to, it's not that big of a deal, it's not that big of a deal, you're just creating more inner conflict. So I think the first step is really coming to a place of acceptance, and then starting to explore avenues for support. And like I said, I have discovery sessions, which is really a unique and powerful process with people who are interested in learning if perhaps working together one-on-one would be a fantastic fit. Um, And if not, I always kind of refer people in a direction that I feel is the right place for them after learning more about them. And then once we actually are working together, we... Take a very different approach, and it's more of an inner work first. Um, So where a lot of resources out there on the market will start manipulating food or start kind of the old eat this, not that, I actually start with the work that's on the inside. And this is looking more at the mental and the emotional elements first. Before we get to looking at manipulating or changing physical food, that's because if we're eating to cope, we need a better support system. We need a better way to cope or even another option other than food so that there can be choices rather than well, food's the only thing that's going to help and nothing is as good as food. What I've found from my experience and even my clients tell me as well is they've tried some of those other methods that kind of change food first um, and they just revert right back to old patterns and old habits. And that's because the deeper roots and the deeper elements and the inner work haven't been addressed. So that's why we start on the inside first to set things up for success to then free up some wiggle room when it comes to food.
0: Yeah, I really love what you do because uh, it is not just an, another diet where eat this, not that, but we are working at the on the root cause of certain things. And uh, after we work through our inner issues, it is much better to change behaviors because if we start with changing behaviors first, then it might not might not work, especially in in the business world, you know, in this stressful business world. I know it um, myself that what I used to do is I used to say, okay, now I'm changing my life. I'm like eating healthy 100% and then I'm uh, doing fitness every day. And, and then suddenly after some time I have a stressful Time a big launch or or I have to travel somewhere and everything gets cancelled and I forget about everything and then I come back to my reality and I I stop doing this because you know it is hard to to get back on track and then after some time again now i'm going to, i'm going to change my life and i think that we, this is what we do in um in business and uh, we have those ups and downs and those stressful moments and it is very important to have this uh those inner values and i i must tell you that uh, i worked a couple of years ago i worked through through my relationship with food and and uh, what is good for me what is not good for me and uh, it is different now because not only because i adopted some diets but because i went through the i did the deeper work so Mm -hmm. i think that it is really important it's really important what you say so jessica to sum up our conversation what are your top tips to our listeners? So, someone who sees that there is some issue, what should we start doing, stop doing to start this journey?
1: Yeah. So first is really coming to that place of acceptance and having an honest conversation with yourself. And what I would want to share with everyone who's listening of just be really mindful of what you say to yourself when you are really honestly evaluating your relationship with food, because for a lot of people, they will think that freedom from emotional eating is impossible, or they'll tell themselves, um, it's not that big of a deal. And those are just ways to keep you stuck in the same patterns and the same habits. So it's first coming to that place of realization and acceptance the second step, what I really highly recommend is reaching out for support, someone outside of your usual circle, someone like myself or another professional, because usually the people in your inner circle will just mimic whatever you've been doing or they they love you too much and they they don't want, you know, they're like, oh you're fine. Um, So I really recommend receiving outside support. And that really is because at the root of emotional eating, it is a conflict between you and yourself. So if you try to stop the war between you and yourself, it just doesn't work. You just need an outside resource to help create the peace and create the truce, And then from there, I would say to really see your health as your number one priority, particularly your number one priority in business. And I can Share a quick story about a client of mine who came to me. She's a top surgeon in her field. And she came to me saying, I eat when I'm frustrated, and I'm frustrated when I eat. And we started working together. We cleared all, all that up. And it's been years now since she has emotionally eaten in any capacity. And she has been able to take that energy that was once caught up in the frustration with food and channel it towards being the president of her medical society, um, moving in different directions in her career. She's happier and more peaceful. She just got back from Hawaii. She's just more successful professionally and personally as a result of healing her relationship with food. So what started out as just this seemingly small personal project had major ripple effects in all aspects of her life because she's the common denominator of every aspect of her life, just like we are the common denominators in every aspect of our lives. So when we get healthier, everything gets better and so on and so forth. So seeing your health as a priority and as a business asset is really an important step as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally
0: agree with you on that. So Jessica, if our listeners want to reach out to you to ask more questions, to, to where can they find you?
1: You can find me over at escapefromemotionaleating.com. I'll be sure to send you my links so uh, you can find me on socials as well. But escapefromemotionaleating.com is the place to find me um there's also additional resources there on my website if you want to take this introspection a little bit further and deeper and see what's at the root of your emotional eating so that's escapefromemotionaleating.com perfect uh, thank you so much Jessica for being on
0: ideas and leaders i think that this topic is very important so thank you so much for covering this and for doing this and helping people every day so thank you very much thank you thank you for listening to ideas and leaders podcast did you enjoy this episode let me know that you listened by tagging me in your linkedin profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders see you in the next episode